Hey everybody, in today's episode, I'm going to share with you some best management practices when it comes to file naming and storage, in addition to learning effective methodologies for file and folder organization. And this is kind of a follow episode for the approach that I took to setting up a new computer. But before we get into the episode today, I'd like to welcome you back to the show. This is episode number 188 of the All Around Growth Podcast. My name is Rob Kaiser and I am your host. This is a show that provides insight and tools to building the lives and homesteads of our dreams. Today is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. We are back at it after a long holiday weekend. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your Labor Day weekend. And I did, and some of that was learning about what we are going to discuss today. Getting installed and getting set up on the new computer. Now initially, I just installed several programs, almost in this order. First and foremost, the Brave browser, the Telegram messaging app, Discord, Quicken, and it looks like now my, the, the Microsoft Office suite comes pre-installed with Windows 10, and there is no installation of that any, any longer. Now, getting a computer set up and squared away with the programs that I use on a regular basis is not that much of a big deal. My primary concern is the organization and management of all of the files I've accumulated over the years in the different places that I've lived, the different jobs that I've had, the different projects that I've been involved with, both professionally and personally. And I have reached a point where it's time to process all of that and assemble all of it and begin writing the next chapter of my life. This is what I am going to use in the plan of that chapter. So in episode number 172, a few weeks ago, that episode was titled Custom Computing. I detailed out the process that went into the machine that I currently use. And there's a link to that in the show notes. And like I said, in today's episode, now that I've got the machine in my possession and entirely set up, I'm going to share with you some best management practices I am learning when it comes to file naming and storage, in addition to effective methodologies for file and folder organization. Now, the information that I'm going to share with you came from one source that I searched for in two separate ways. I, I utilized the search engine pre-search and I first searched for file storage and naming and then I searched for, uh, let's see, before I hit the road, I'll tell you what is coming up next. 
Now, in addition to file naming, we've got a search that I did for effective computer folder organization. So we'll talk about a file naming and effective computer organization. And I linked to the top seven articles in each of those, uh, utilizing each of those search terms. So let's just get into it and I will try to cover all of the key takeaways from those two searches and let you know what I'm currently doing and what I plan on doing based on what I learned this weekend. So when it comes to naming files and folders, it's encouraged that users utilize naming conventions, which are rules that enable the titling of electronic and physical folders in a consistent and logical way. And consistency and logic when employed in our file naming is a good thing because it ensures that correct records can be located, identified, and retrieved from your filing system in a timely fashion and that they are stored in an appropriate and secure location. Now, ideally, the best time to think about how to name and structure the documents and directories that you create is at the start of a project. And since I am setting this computer up for the first time and really utilizing it to, or have hopes in utilizing it to, as a, as a tool to organize and um, effectively organize all of the projects and execute upon them, I want to make sure that I've got some of these practices in place. And, you know, such as naming conventions, because these, these principles can also be employed with electronic and physical files, folders, and materials if you have a lot of hard copies of information as well. So in addition to folders and systems on your computer, you can use this with files, folders, and papers in your life as well. Now, here are some best practices because I am making progress on the commute and I want to keep moving through my notes. Files should be named consistently. File names should be short, but descriptive. And some good guidelines are keeping file names less than 25 or 30 characters. You want to avoid using special characters or spaces in a file name. You want to use capital letters and underscores instead of periods or spaces or slashes. And I thought that was interesting because I have a lot of file names with spaces in my historical folder uh, organization system and the reason why we want to avoid spaces in the um, file names is because oh, I had it highlighted 
and I can't easily find it and I'm driving and I'd like to focus on that as much as possible but when you use spaces in your file names and those file names are visible online when they're uploaded to the internet spaces are represented in the file name on the internet as a percent sign and some other numerological character and that looks funny so for ease of reading and ease of seeing your files you want to avoid characters because special characters and spaces otherwise they will be created for you now you want to use a date format called ISO 8601 and that is the year the month and the date in that order with the year having four letters or characters the month having two and the date having two for example today is you no know, September 7th so it would be 2021-09-07 and you want to have this naming convention formalized in your data management plan which you can use all of the links and everything in the show notes to help you assemble your own data management plan now it's a good idea to set up a clear directory structure and use these best management practices when naming all of your file names some other tips on file names might be using project or experiment names and acronyms location or spatial coordinates researcher name or initials the type of data range or the dates that are being included the conditions the version number and any applicable three-letter file extensions for application specific files such as Word or Excel or Quicken files now there are some suggested some other suggested conventions now I took a bunch of information from these various documents and assembled them all here so I'm a little bit scattered and some of what I'm going to say is going to be redundant, but I tried to assemble as much information to present here and share with you in as short amount of time as possible. But like I said, everything that I pulled information from is in the show notes or linked to in the show notes for your reference, so check it out. Uh, we already talked about keeping folder names short and meaningful and avoiding unnecessary repetition and redundant words and file names. Use capital letters to delimit words, not spaces, or use the underscore. When including a number in a file name, always give it as a two-digit number rather than a one-digit number. We talked about that date format, the ISO 8601 format, and that just helps with the organizing and the filtering of files when it is time to do that also searching for them you want to avoid using common words such as draft or letter at the start of file names unless doing so will make it easier to retrieve the record 
Now, we've talked a lot about file naming, and that's important, but I want to, before we get into file organization, there's a couple things that I specifically want to mention not to do when naming your files. Like I said, you want to avoid spaces in your file names. And ironically enough, here is where I included what happens when you have a space or you include a space in your file name. When distributed over the internet, spaces are converted to a percent to zero. So you've got this weird file name. So use underscores instead of spaces. It'll make your life easier and make your content when shared a little bit more professional looking. You also want to avoid apostrophes and an apostrophe or a single quote in a file name will almost certainly cause various types of mysterious crashes, errors, perhaps falsely triggering the error. This file appears to have been intentionally altered. So avoid those, avoid those apostrophes and single quotes. You also want to avoid special characters, which we've already discussed before. File names should consist only of letters, numbers, and the following safe characters, which include an underscore, a minus or a dash symbol, and a plus symbol. Those are all acceptable when it comes to file names. Now, there's lots of other tips and best management practices in the links in the show notes, but let's talk about effective computer folder organization briefly before we wrap up the show and get into the work week. Now, there are three main ways that you can structure your file system, and that's project or client-based, date-based, and file type-based. Now, there's pros and cons to each way of organizing the files that you have named appropriately. And in the second set of show notes, this is the first article that I referenced, so you can see all the notes there. But a project or client-based structure, file naming structure, is perhaps the simplest to stick to. It really depends on what sort of work that you do and in this system each project or each client gets its own folder where you keep all the relevant files and documents. Now this is kind of a brainless easy system that is generally recommended and then subsequently you can take everything and delineate it out further from there utilizing dates. You can also do a date-based file organization system. And with a date-based structure, you normally have a folder for each year with a subfolder for each month. This is something I started doing, but I think I'm gonna go back to this project or client-based structure because the date-based was good, but it, it for reasons I won't get into right now, it, it caused me some problems. Now, in addition to a date-based system, you can have a file type-based organization system where 
this system groups everything into folders based on what kind of file it is. This doesn't have to strictly be by computer file type, but you could have folders with names like marketing, presentations, financials, and so on. And that way you've got files related to those types of projects. Now, if regardless of what structure that you're doing, I'm going to reference this hierarchical file structure system that seems to work well with project-based systems because that is also the image in the show notes or the image for the thumbnail for today's show. But hierarchical file structures can add additional organizations, layers of organization to your files. And as with file naming, you want to use whatever makes the most sense for your data. Some possibilities include things like project, date, analysis, and location. And again, check out the thumbnail in the show notes for details on that image. Now, if you have not consistently named your files over the years and you have a lot of files to reorganize but want to try and bypass uh, a manual renaming uh, operation, there are some applications out there, some software things that you can use. One is called Bulk Rename Utility, and that's for Windows. There's another one for Mac called Renamer 4. There's another one that's available on all platforms, including Linux, called PS Renamer. And that has some good tips on how you can rename your files in bulk. And I may check some of those out. I'm actively seeking feedback from some tech people that are a little bit more intelligent than I am when it comes to this realm. And if I get some feedback from them, I will perhaps do a follow-up episode with what I've decided to do, how I've decided to do it, and why. There's also some information in these articles that I referenced today about how to name your current versions of work and your draft versions of work along with versions of work that you've done that have become obsolete. So lots of tips, lots of good stuff in the 14 linked articles that are in the show notes. And I would definitely encourage you to check all of those links out. And uh, I hope that this, all of this information that was provided to you in a rapid style format was helpful because I know over the years I've come across so many different systems that I've tried to implement in my life and my career and my personal projects all in the name of efficiency but more often than not I've ended up confusing myself so now that I've got a very capable machine with a fair amount of storage to start I'm looking at taking all of these files consolidating them and getting a fresh start so that once we are moving into the 2022 year, we are off to a good start 
with getting squared away on the goals that we have. So anyways, guys, hopefully this show was of value. I know it was for me doing the research this weekend. And while I was looking up some information on all of this, I figured why not share it with you, especially as a follow-up complimentary episode to the previous one on custom computing. So if you like what you hear, check out the show notes, check out all the links in the show. Unlike other episodes, there are the links in the show notes today are primarily limited to the content discussed on the show today. In past shows, there were links to the All Around Growth podcast group, the channel. Those are available at t.me slash allaroundgrowth for the chat group and t.me slash allaroundgrowthpodcast for the broadcast channel. I would encourage you guys to check those links out on Telegram, join the group, or subscribe to the broadcast channel for show updates, and stay tuned for more. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Rob Kaiser, and thank you.